Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Another one of those stories sent to me by everybody, and this is one of those things we've talked before, but how if you own a piece of property and something comes in next door to you and it upsets you, but if it's legal, what can you do about it? And then, of course, we've heard about people who move next to something and complain about it. So we've talked about this before, the proximity of your property to other things and how it can upset you and, and what your rights and remedies are and so on. Well, here's one that would really probably get most people's attention. Small town residents unite to fight a common enemy, a huge monkey farm. (laughs) A huge monkey farm. Christopher Can wrote this for USA Today. Most mornings, just after dawn, Penny Reynolds strolls a familiar path through the backyard of her nine-acre property, sprinkling handfuls of corn for the neighborhood deer. She's been doing this for a while, 40 years maybe. And it's one of the many daily pleasures that are now haunted by one worry. Will it be ruined by monkeys? And, you know, I I don't know how often I have that thought per day. Will will this be ruined by monkeys? But (laughs) local officials in Bainbridge, Georgia, which is 20 miles north of the Florida Panhandle, recently approved a startup's plan to build one of the largest monkey breeding facilities in the nation. At its capacity, it would hold some 30,000 monkeys, and it would cost about $396 million to build the complex. And uh, this woman says it's unreal. Our world is upside down. Safer Human Medicine, the company behind the project, says the long-tailed macaques will be bred and sold to pharmaceutical companies, universities, and laboratories for medical research. company hopes to finish construction and welcome its first monkeys later this year. Now, monkeys, as you may know, are similar to humans in many ways, biologically. Therefore, they're essential to research for a wide range of diseases and infections and so on, okay? So in a leafy suburb of Houston last year, residents there sank a plan to build a monkey farm, citing concerns over waste, pollution, and treatment of the animals. Critics have said using monkeys as research subjects is immoral, but the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine maintain that based on the current state of the science, there are no alternatives that can fully replace non-human primates. In Georgia, an expanding group of locals and animal rights activists is set on stopping the monkey breeding plan before construction begins. Concerns are wide-ranging, fervent, and in some cases, hyperbolic. And, you know, I can tell you one of the biggest problems I have is, is when people oppose something too late. I'm not saying they're doing it here, but it's something to think about. So when I was growing up in Birmingham, Michigan, at the end of my street was a vacant lot. And we used to play in the vacant lot. It was a perfectly sized field for football. So all the kids would go down there and play football. I think we played baseball there too, but it was was a vacant lot. And then one year they started building something there. And they built, and it wasn't a 7-Eleven, but it was one of those type of stores, like a quick pick, a party store, we call it in the Midwest. And it's basically a, a, a typical place you go in there and they have, you know, soda and, and potato chips and magazines and beer and alcohol and snacks and that kind of thing. And so it's the kind of store that will be open seven days a week, probably from the morning to late in the evening. And then next door is another building which became an office of sorts. At one point, it was a cat veterinarian who specialized in cats. But anyway, I remember when they built it, and I thought, oh, okay, there's going to be this party store at the end of my street. And I had a paper route that took me right by that corner so on my way back from my paper route, I could often stop in there and buy something if I had time and I felt like it. And I remember after the store was opened, 
one of my neighbors came door to door and knocked on our door and said, hey, Steve, are your parents home? And I think my mom was home. And I said, well, my mom's here. Can we talk to your mom? So my mom goes out there and I'm listening because I'm a, you know, a nosy little kid. And uh, the neighbor says, hey, there's this party store at the end of the street. We don't like it. We have a petition here to kick them out. And my mom says, well, they're already open for business, aren't they? And she's like, yeah, but we don't like it. You know, they sell alcohol and, and, and there's going to be people like buying beer there and cigarettes. And, and it's just we don't want the traffic. And she starts talking about all these things, none of which really came true on any important scale. But she didn't like the idea of the party store after it had already opened. And I remember at the time going, that just doesn't seem quite right. And I started thinking about it. And of course, long before they built, they had to apply for the permits to put something there because it's at the end of a residential street. I think they had to get a variance on the zoning. And so there was a thing where they put the sign in the, in the ground and there's a piece of plywood and they staple a bunch of permits to it. And it said, coming here is going to be this type of business and blah, blah, blah. And if you have any concerns, contact and call this number. And they held meetings at the Birmingham City Commission about it. And, you know, does anybody object to this? Nobody did, as far as I know. And the business was there and it started. By the way, the business was there for decades and didn't cause any trouble. And as far as I know, only one person objected, and that was the neighbor going door to door. And she wanted them to shut down. And that was after they'd gone through all of the expense of building the place starting the place, and then getting it going. Now she wants to shut it down. So here's the situation. The, the, the monkey farm's not in yet. So now is the time to be fighting this. But uh, a retired clay miner who lives near the site says, it's like putting a nuclear plant in your backyard. Think about what this is going to smell like. <laughs> now, interesting, he's mixing metaphors, because I don't think you can smell the nuclear reaction. But I bet you can smell the monkeys. I bet you can. Homes and businesses around town have been fitted with signs urging stop the monkey farm. Over 5,000 people joined the active Facebook group No Monkey Breeding, Bainbridge, Georgia. And lines for entry into recent city and county commission meetings, which often fail to get more than a dozen residents, have stretched the parking lot. See, and that's the time to complain. Residents who spoke with USA Today say their property values will plummet. They fear the monkeys might spread diseases and, in some cases, escape yeah, what if a hurricane hits, you know? They're concerned the facility's waste may damage the environment, especially the nearby Flint River, which flows into Lake Seminole and whose waters eventually reach the Gulf of Mexico. The river is a prized local jewel where residents swim and nationally recognized fishing competitions are held. It's also the city's largest tourist attraction. Some people who know that I'm from Michigan are going, Steve, the Flint River. Isn't that where they got the drinking water in Flint, Michigan, that you couldn't drink? Yes, yes. So apparently the Flint River down there in Georgia is a little nicer and cleaner. In a letter to residents, Safer Human Medicine said the monkeys housed in the facility will not pose a threat to the citizens, and nothing discharged from our facility will create an environmental hazard or risk, adding that worries of breakouts, the smell, noise, and the monkeys' care are concerns that they've considered and have addressed in the facility's design. We look forward to being a great neighbor as we get to know you all in the community, the letter said. And the residents are not convinced. One man said, this is a disaster. Uh, another says, I don't want the kids playing out here, breathing in that monkey stuff. What if one gets out? That's all it takes. Well, one getting out 
isn't the real concern. It's to getting out, if you know what I mean. And, you know, we've heard these stories before where some animal not native to the area gets out. And a few of them get out. And next thing you know, you got these crazy Asian carp uh, just overtaking a river, you know. Uh, oh, it turns out, yeah, there's no natural predators for those here. We probably should have been more careful of those, but we weren't. Um, sorry. And, and what does happen if uh, uh, a bunch of monkeys get out? Um, I seem to recall a movie. I can't remember what it's called, um, but Charlton Heston was in it. And uh, when the monkeys took over, um, it got real ugly for, for the people. <laughs> Damn you all to hell. Damn you. So I don't know if that's a possibility here because I think those were actually apes as opposed to monkeys. Um, but here's the thing. I personally don't like to think about the fact that they have to use animals for experiments. But on the other hand, I know that quite often they can make great medical advancements that way. They cannot make because they can't just experiment on humans. Um, so I understand these things are necessary. And um, you, you got to do something. But I do worry when I see the numbers they're talking about with a $396 million complex that's going to hold 30,000 monkeys. 30,000 monkeys. And I would bet you, I would bet you that your ability to contain 30,000 monkeys and have a 0% escape rate, <laughs> it just seems to me that you're really pressing your luck. It really does. So I don't know. I don't know where they currently breed these monkeys. I suspect they have smaller breeding facilities, and they're not the kind of facilities that would upset an entire community because they're doing it at such a large scale. So um, I understand the need for this business to exist. The question is, does it need to exist on this scale and does it need to exist here? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. I certainly wouldn't want it next door to me. <laughs> so 30,000 monkeys. And so the question is, will it be ruined by the monkeys? Referring to the idyllic nature of that area. So I feel for these people. We'll see what happens. As of right now, they're fighting this, but it looks like it's going to get built. It looks like it's going to get built. So uh, we'll follow this story as we always do. Christopher Can wrote that for USA Today, and a lot of people sent it. Thanks a lot. Small town residents in Georgia unite to fight a common enemy, a huge monkey farm. The monkeys aren't huge. The farm will be huge. There you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Happiness is about having the right frame of mind, not the right circumstances.